Hi, I'm Frank Homer. And I'm Laurie O'Neill. We are, we are the, the founders, founders of, of the, business the Business Hive. Our podcast is centered around proven practices within the current business environment. Our discussions seek to bring out the best in real estate agents to improve and grow their businesses through the sharing of knowledge. Business acumen has always been my passion, and I have a strong intellectual curiosity to learn new strategies and tactics in the ever-changing world of business. I'm passionate about growing the production and the businesses of agents to make their lives better. My one thing is to affect people's lives in a positive and powerful way that will benefit them for generations. Join us as we explore the latest trends and topics for growing your business. In this series of the Business Hive, we are discussing the six myth understandings between you and high achievement of the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller with Dave Jenks and Jay Papasan, copyright 2004 by the McGraw-Hill Companies Incorporated. Always lots of new and exciting stuff yeah, here. Yeah, any Keller success stories this week you want to share? Ooh, it's only Tuesday. Um, I know, but you had all last week up until today to, to have a success story. So you've <laughs> got to have something. We only met just last <laughs> Tuesday. Well, um, you know, it's funny you speak about models because um, we've been... Uh, reevaluating some of our models and systems here for the office and uh okay good always looking to to improve and get better um you know so whether it's uh recruiting onboarding uh growing our agents businesses productivity coaching training consulting or just sheer production uh Looking at those, working with the agents, um, even in their own models, you know, around certain things, the way they manage their database, the way they look at their business, um, just business you, planning. I see you have two new, is it two new agents in the office? Did I see an announcement of two new agents? Yes, we do. Um, two new agents, uh, Jillian Deegan and, uh, and, and Raina Organsizen. Now, are they so we're happy to, brand new agents to the to the industry, or are these seasoned agents coming to our our, our office? Um, no, they're they're newer to the industry. I'd say, um, recently licensed, uh, but still uh, still new to the industry. Okay. Okay. Good. I think that's good. This will be an opportunity for you to try out your new models and see how well they work. Yes. <laughs> Well, they're not that new. Actually, what we're really just looking for is uh, opportunities for improvement. Um, so. Sometimes they become what's old is new sometimes, right? I, I tell you, you know, this, the other point, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, it's true. Sometimes that is true. You know, sometimes we put, um, sometimes you get excited about maybe creativity or some new ideas and you know, it might take us off track of the original model. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, okay. And, well, um, you know, we need to, we need to talk to our audience about what is a model? What is, what, what, not a model, but what is modeling? Because they talk, you know, you hear Tony Robbins will say it, and I think he's the biggest proponent of it, that success leaves clues. So, mm -hmm. and they tell you to imitate somebody who was successful ahead of you, do their, you know, find out how they achieve their success and imitate that until you can use your creativity to make your mm -hmm. own way. So what is modeling? Well, modeling is, um, I guess, the process of discovering uh, exactly and specifically what people do to produce specific results. 
on a repeatable basis. Repeatable um, basis. Yes. That's a clue. That's a clue. Yeah, that's a clue. Now models, you know, actually we, we have models throughout our lives. Um, we wake up, you know, each of us has some kind of morning routine and that's, that's a model. Hmm. Um, there might be other, um, activities, chores, things that we do on a routine basis. So it could be routines. Um, but I, but I think in terms of business and the context here, we're talking about more, um, you know, being purposeful and specific around, uh, achieving a certain results. Uh, and it's also focusing on, on the right actions, the, uh, Actions are the source of results. So we got to focus on the right actions to get the right results. So um, it, it modeling could also be considered a pathway to excellence uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, if we're learning everything we can by following other people's experience, people that have come before us, um, we should be that much further ahead in theory. So Frank, you know, um, why model? Why? Why, well, should I, why can't I just get up and just figure out what I'm going to do for the day, and, and that be and that be it? I mean, well, again, uh, along the lines of success leaves clues, uh, models allows to operate um, with greater efficiency, maybe with greater clarity uh, and greater purpose around, uh, you know, focusing on what really matters. There's a lot of different metaphors out there, you know. Focusing on the big rocks first is a story, you know, the jar of sand and rocks, you know, you fill it first with sand and then you can't put all the rocks in it. But if you fill it with the big rocks first, then you can pour the sand in around it and everything fits. Uh, you know, that's, that's just one example. Mm. Um, the other thing is really, again, looking at, you know, what results are, you know, produce the best uh, Return. So we focus on, let's say, income producing activities mm -hmm. uh, and maybe weight them more heavily than, say, income servicing activities. And uh, you have Pareto's rule, you know, the 80 20 rule, where 20% of the activities produces 80% of your results. So by modeling, we can really hone in on those 20% of activities that's going to give us the 80% of the results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that uh, eighty twenty rules is key. I think it's key in um, weeding out the tasks you don't need to do during the day. You know, eighty percent of your business is coming from twenty percent of your tasks. Right. Uh, when we talk about modeling. It's uh, I I think sometimes it's a it's an opportunity to kind of weed out and get right to the point of what you need to get done. Uh, uh, consistency. Uh, I think that's a that's an important word in all of this. That a a model creates consistency. When I think of my um, lead generation during the week, you know, you know, it's funny because when I say to other agents, it's I just had this conversation. I was sharing with a an, uh, another agent, a neighbor of mine. And I said, "Hey, there's a property on the market," and, and so on. And she said, "What were you doing today?" And I said, "Well, I had to, you know." I said, "Well, I started off with my lead generation, and then I went to show properties." And she said, "You're what?" I said, "My lead generation." And she goes lead generation. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I sent out my emails and my texts and my phone calls. I connect with my clients. And I said, I have a whole checklist and, you know, my routine every day, while the task of lead generation may not be the same every day. I mean, the, the, the tactics, the way in which I choose to lead generate, but the consistency around lead generation every day is key. 
is key. So I, you know, that, that whole model, it's, it starts to, and I also, Frank, I don't know, sometimes I feel, if anyone feels sometimes that you're modeling in your tasks every day, if you're doing the model, you're doing the task and it feels unproductive, just doing the work and getting yourself out there, guarantee you the business comes your way. Sometimes it may not come the way in, in, in the specific way in which you're lead generation with phone calls, but it comes your way. It does come your way. You just have to put the effort out there. And, um, you know, your, your effort indicates your success. It really does. Um, and I, and so let's just go back to modeling, you know, and I think it's key because I want to understand the difference between model versus creativity. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a discrepancy around that and a misunderstanding about that, if you will, modeling versus creativity. What's your experience with the difference of those two concepts? Well, you know, if we go back to, you know, what we're really doing with modeling is we're building on the success of others. And, um, you know, we're learning every day, everything we can by, uh, through other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, um, that should be foundational. So we start with a model. Um, we go by examples of the people who have come before us. Now, at some point, we might reach a natural ceiling of achievement. And, you know, we need to do something in order to, uh, to break through that. Um, that's where creativity could come in. Now, creativity is not a substitute for um, the models and the foundation. Um, but there's something that we do to innovate in within the models once we're reaching a certain amount of success in order to uh, move forward to the next level. And, you know, we may not know what that is. So that's why we're always constantly learning um, from others, uh, masterminding, uh, investing in our education and things like that to see what that next uh, breakthrough moment is going to be, the next ceiling of achievement. Mm -hmm. um, if we started the opposite way, if we just did everything creativity first, um, it could get pretty exhausting, right? Because you might find a different way to do something each day, each time. You know, and it gets kind of exhausting having to uh, reinvent that. And uh, it's a trial and error. So um, I think the point is, you know, we don't need to do that. Um, in some cases, it's okay to innovate. You do want to innovate, but there's enough examples, good enough examples out there. You know, talked earlier about just lead generation and making time for it, following a schedule and having a schedule as part of, you know, having that model. And it's a discipline. Know? It's, you know, you're, it, a model creates a discipline too. If you know that if the model suggests that your top agent, if we're going to follow those ahead of us who've been uber successful uh, and, and you hear them saying, you know, I'm up at 5 a.m. and by 7 a.m. I've accomplished boom, 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 boom. Or I've gone through my checklist, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. And then they, you know, once they've completed it. Um, Absolutely. You know, you just can't, and I think it's the discipline of sticking to the model that's key. I think there's that consistency and uh, perseverance sometimes because it can be challenging. You know, sometimes you don't feel like getting out of bed at 5 a.m. or, you know, to get it done. But um, but there are ways to overcome that. And I know we'll talk about that in other, in other podcasts. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, creativity can trip us up, too, if we're not, yeah. you know, um, sticking to it where someone says, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to do this, these three things in lead generation. And they, well, I'll tell you, um, you know, that word discipline, maybe it's not used enough, but, um, 
you know, the, I think that is, you know, the next biggest challenge because once you do identify the model and we have plenty of models around us, but it is the discipline to follow it um, consistently and, and get up, like you said, and do it every day, not necessarily expecting results, you know, the same day, but knowing that over time it's going to pay off in return, but you have to still get up and go do it every day, five days a week, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, discipline, um, yeah, discipline uh, can't be understated. Yeah. It's, Gosh, I think back to my old Catholic school days and the discipline from the old nuns. <laughs> well, there was a model there, right? <laughs> there was a model there. And if it didn't work, the ruler came out. <laughs> but yeah. they, you know, they, they, there was, you know, there's some sense of truth to that. The, you know, I, when I hear, um, I was reading, I think I shared this with you. I was reading Ryan, I'm reading, just almost finished Ryan Serhan's group. And he goes back and he, and he throughout the book a few times, he has thanked his dad for instilling this life of discipline. And so he's not afraid of doing the work. Um, he, he just wasn't afraid of doing it. And he knew that, you know, you had to work hard. And it was, it, it went back to how his, you know, how his father instilled in that, his, his work ethic. Yeah. I just thought it was really, it was, it's just a, if anybody wants to get that book, it's, it's a real, it's, it's a, one of the better books as far as um, if you go through and, you know, see what he talks about, he does give you tidbits of, and hints, if you will, of success. Um, and they fit right into the KW models. Um, there's nothing creative about it. It's just, it, he, it's just his own personal routine, but it fits into the same things of, you know, getting out there and lead generating and making time for yourself. Um, you know, he gets up early and um, he starts his week day, he organizes it, he has a whole routine and, you know, he's a super model or super, super model person <laughs> um, yeah. who has, um, you know, now he's expanded his real estate business. He's not just selling houses anymore. He's writing books and, you know, coaching things and, and coaching seminars he offers. And also, um, uh, so anyway, there are lots of success there. Well, he's and he's following models now, right? He's there's there's models there this, that he's now following some new models, implementing them into his business and yeah, creating new opportunities. Yeah, he is. He is. One of the things is here's where the creativity comes into when I think of um, the model versus creativity. We know we have to um, we have to go out and find our business. We have to find people who will give us business. They'll either give us their own business or they'll refer us business, right? Um, and so one of the things that he's always looking at is that, you know, he's, he's done that. He's spoken to people. He does his emails, he does his texts, uh, but he's also finding his creativity now is coming into play to find other ways to market himself and create more and more visibility, you know, as if his TV show hasn't done enough for him. Right. So, uh, I think that's, I think people do need to understand, you know, the modeling versus the creativity and what that means. Um, well, that's, I, uh, a, that's, a great, that's a great example, right? He achieved a certain level of success, of success and now he's uh, innovating within it yeah. and uh, taking it to another level. Yeah, he is. Um, and that's what he's always, you know, thinking about. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you've achieved something and then now you've got to reinvent or not reinvent, but be creative about 
you know, taking it to the next level sometimes, just as, just like Ryan Serhan does. So um, what are achievement ceilings? I want to be clear to the audience, you know, our viewer or our listeners, what are achievement ceilings, you know, and, and how do we break through them? Well, achievement ceilings could be, um, let's say, natural abilities. So natural abilities, um, even in sales or even in lead generation or any of this, um, you come to it with, a, with natural abilities. And if you just applied those on, on their own merits, they would get you to a certain point. But, you know, without some additional modeling, mm-hmm. uh, insights, uh, examples, um, you might get plateaued at that point. So taking the natural ability and then supplementing it with some new ideas. Again, the idea of modeling is, you know, you're learning from others, you're, you're investigative, you're, you're, you're watching what others are doing, looking for the little clues that they left behind for success. Mm-hmm. And then, and then adopting those into your, your business, your practices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Um, what, you know, before we get into that creativity and breaking through those achievements, what are the right foundational models? You know, is there sort of this core group of models that we need to have, you know, before we start to break through those ceilings, those achievement ceilings? Is there anything that we should start with? Well, following a schedule, um, it's probably the first model. So whatever it is you're doing, um, you need to have a schedule uh, around that. And we talk about sales a lot. You know, we talk about lead generation a lot. Um, but there's other things involved. You know, there could be your, your daily team huddles. Um, there could be other uh, things you, you do in your, your schedule routine. And it's the discipline of the schedule and also the accountability to that schedule that you have that, uh, you know, it would be, I think at least a, the right kind of foundational models. Now, in terms of sales and real estate, um, you know, the f- first model would be economic model. You know, you know, just understanding where your your sales are coming from, the buy side and listing side. Um, you know, and then you know where where does that business come from? Your lead generation model. Um, what what is your your twenty percent? Um, who are your your influencers? Who are your biggest referral partners? Um, where's that, you know, where's the majority of that business coming from? So understanding the economic model, your lead generation model, and then you can dive further into the organizational model. So as you get bigger and you need help, you need to bring help into your business. There's organizational models, you know, the actual org chart roles and positions, responsibilities um, of larger organizations and, um, and also your budget model. So your budget model kind of keeps you in the between the guardrails on all those things. It's uh, it's your checks and balances, and um, you know those four models combined. You know that's we would consider them the the right foundational or the four fundamental models. And uh, there's there's some there's at least one new model coming out beyond that. Oh, but I, are we going to save that for a later episode? I can't wait <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, we'll save maybe we'll save it for a later. Yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out soon, but no, it's, 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 it's an expansion model. So it's actually a model to expand your business. So, you know, once you've, you know, once you've sort of modeled and, and you've been able to operate under the four, you know, fundamental models um, and you're ready to grow 
you know, to the next level, expansion might be, you know, the next model to follow. So, okay. Uh, those are the types of foundation models that we have in our business. So I'm going to ask you, and this is going to kind of throw it a little bit because it doesn't seem to fit in, but it does. Why are listings a high earned maximum earning opportunity? Because, and I'm going to go back to this because we talk about listings, leverage, and the three L's. Mm -hmm. So... So if we're in the business of selling houses, the houses are the product. Therefore, you want to list houses so that you actually have inventory to sell, right? Um, if you didn't list any houses, you wouldn't technically have any inventory. Um, that's not as strong of a business model as would be if you're carrying an inventory of listings, let's say. Um, when you look at the models, Again, uh, starting with the economic model, you know, the listing side can bring uh, opportunities on the buy side as well. So you can actually achieve sales on both sides of the, of the economic model by focusing on listings. When you get into lead generation, again, focusing on listings, having the listings and the inventory of properties will bring the buyers with it naturally. Uh, when you get into focusing on why listings specifically are a high earn maximum earning opportunity um, is probably when you take a closer look at the organizational model and you start looking at the, the tasks and, and the roles and responsibilities that you can leverage out. So starting with administration um, and then, and then, and then moving into into buyer side showings and uh, assistance and other things, that that listing appointment that that listing agent activity is still the highest um, earning opportunity that you have out of all the jobs and responsibilities you have as a, a sales associate. That listing appointment, that listing opportunity, is your highest, let's say, return on investment, higher, highest um, and best hourly rate. Um, out of all the different tasks and roles. And typically it's the last one that's given up, you know, the top producer agents will still be the lead listing agent, you know, for their business. And they may never give that up. Um, but the bigger teams, you know, that will be the last thing that they give up and uh, they'll, they'll give it away when the time's right. And again, they'll be following a model and the model and the results will sort of dictate when the time's right for them to make that move. Um, you got to throw the budget model in there a little bit to see, you know, the point when you're actually going to be able to hire and backfill your position as the listing agent. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some economics and some budgeting that goes in there, but that's a model, you know, so that's a model. A and um, you said a lot. I mean, let's, I <laughs> sorry. Mean, let's kind of break this down for our audience. Here. So let's talk about this first model we're talking about here. And it's the three L's listings, leverage, and leads. Right. And it's this trifecta here of the success model. This is what starts our agents off. You know, this is, this is the, and to explore this in modeling, I think is key. So leads, 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 that's our lead generation time and the discipline around that to get those leads. And from there, our, probably our focus should be on listings 
And the, of course we say, but we want buyers, we wanna make money, we want transactions. And that's all true. And I mean, let's be honest right now, we're in a bit of a challenging market where we have way more buyers than we do listings. So the competition around finding those listings is that much greater. Forget your own competition with yourself, trying to get yourself out of bed and do the lead generation. But so we have a unique market right now. But in any event, we want those listings. And the reason we want those listings is because that's the visibility of you out in the marketplace with your advertisements of open houses, with your signs in the, in, in the front lawns, um, with your, you know, just listed postcards, you know, if you're doing some uh, prospecting, circle prospecting and, you know, geo farming in specific areas, you know, especially around the house that was just listed, um, you know, that's your visibility. Now that's your advertisement of you as an agent. And now you have a, a success moment because you have a listing. Ooh, she's selling a house. And so now eyes are all on you to sell that house. And it's, so I think that's where, you know, that now begets more leads because once you come to the open house and meet you as an agent, that's a touch point where you're introducing yourself to people. That's a moment you're advertising people. You're marketing to your, you're marketing yourself to face-to-face -face now, which is, you know, the ultimate, that's the best. Um, so you have this, you know, lead to listings, listings generate more leads. And as those two start to interface and connect and grow and become a little expansive, you're going to need some leverage. And that is you've got to use technology to help manage that whole process. And every time you, you get to a point where you can leverage technology, you create more time for yourself to do leads and, and listings. Um, right. So it is the trifecta, I think, of the models initially for, for all real estate agents. And that model never goes away. I think that's one of the models that just doesn't ever go away. Um, I don't, it's, you know, tasks of it are, are like you were saying, you know, uh, these mega agents don't give up the listings. Um, well, they don't give up the lead generation and they don't give up the leverage either. Because to grow is, to continue to expand is to leverage tasks within the, the, within that trifecta. So, um, right. you know, I, I I think it's interesting. Um, it's the interesting first model that it takes time to absorb that. I think you have to really live it once a cycle, you know, get into it each and every time and then just keep improving on it. Um, so I think that was a good point, you know, of all the models that we talk about modeling, 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 and it's not swimsuit wear here. We're talking about, we're not beach ready, <laughs> um, but we are getting you ready to buy a beach house. If you follow the models, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I, I just I just think that's one of the, the, the top models in 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 any in any business. Right. Yeah, leverage. Yeah, to your point, it could be technology. It could be people. You know, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, financial, it's um, it's uh, putting your your money to work for you, right? Uh, it could be through other people, other people working for you. It could be it could be the technology working for you. Um, but it is the ability to to do to do more to accomplish more um getting leverage um in your business that first bit of leverage it could be a um, ministry of support transaction coordinator it could be uh marketing that could be um that could be the first breakthrough through, uh, of a ceiling of achievement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, by implementing that that leverage and getting that little extra help 
Um, you know, I see a lot of top producers still, um, even some pretty, pretty strong producers still doing a lot of their own admin. And, um, you know, I work with them, you know, we kind of go through the math and show them, you know, the cost of their first hire, you know, what, not, not just uh, what it would cost out of pocket, but what they could do in, instead of uh, the admin, you know, what their time is worth. And really that's the big key is when you look at leverage in, in those terms, you realize that your time's worth more in certain activities, not all activities are worth the same value. So that one hour of time, you know, that you spent entering data into a system could have been done, you know, by somebody else while you're out on one of your high earned max listing opportunities. Yeah. Well, I think there's a misnomer about, and there's another misunderstanding, if you will, about leverage, because I think people think in terms of financial terms, I'm leveraged, meaning I'm in debt. I have no more expansion available to me financially when you're leveraged. This person is leveraged. It's a financial, highly leveraged, means they have a lot of debt. And that's what we're, we're talking here. We're talking about you're in debt. Well, actually we could be, we could flip this and say, if you're not leveraged correctly, you are, you, you wanna, you, it's, you, you're so bogged down with the details where those could be delegated and open itself up to you earning more per hour by focusing on what it is that you do well and allowing up, you know, people or technology, you know, or even just an elimination of a task because it's really just not necessary. You know, I mean, sure. that's time wasters during the day, get rid of the task. I mean, if you, you sure. know, um, so I think that, you know, that whole leverage concept, you know, I think we're going to have to explore that one in the next session about, you know, leveraging, you know, a different sure. techniques to leverage. Sure. Um, you could think of just leverage simply as, you know, you know, when you're doing everything you can get help. When you're doing everything you can and you want to do more, that's when you're going to have to get some leverage and get some help. Yeah. Yeah. To so. expand. If you're, if you're, if you're on that trajectory to expand and that's what you want to do. And that drive is there. You definitely need to gather support uh, for your team, for yourself. Yeah. All right, Frank, we talked a lot. We, we got, we got a lot accomplished today between, uh, you know, what is modeling? It's not swimsuit wear here. This is some serious business here. This is business modeling. Yeah. Um, I think the first model that key model we talked about was the three L's and that's listings, leverage and leads. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably warrants more um, time. You know, each of these topics we have could really be broken down into additional tips and techniques for the listeners. Um, so I, we're going to have to explore that. Um, Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add for today? Just as, as a good send off. It's a Tuesday. It's nice weather. The snow is, I think, completely melted in the state of New Jersey. Not sure. Maybe Sussex County. They may still have some snow up there. They're yeah. close to the mountains for skiing. But um, anything, any final notes or comments? Takeaway for today. One key takeaway for today. Hmm. This is the part where you edit it, right? And yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'll add it. You know what? We're going to do this again. We're going to do these topics again because we're just, this is just a draft. We're just running through mm -hmm. it. So yeah. don't worry. Oh, I think, I think modeling is a, I think to summarize, sum it up, it's a, it's a cornerstone of success. I think you have to have it. Uh, there's varying degrees of it, but if you don't have, if you're not following some kind of model, 
um, you're you're not you're not going to achieve as much as you could. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of um, access and resources to some of the uh, the the best and brightest minds, you know, in the industry. And I would just say, you know, the actual experiences of these people is priceless. And just, you know, tap into it as much as you can, read as much as you can, uh, learn as much as you can, and, and go back and look at it again every couple of years because you'll see, you'll find something new that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, good. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, Frank, thanks. I appreciate today. And uh, to our listeners, um, have a great day. Thank you, Lori. Enjoy the weather. Thank you, you too. Well, that's a wrap for today. And until next time. Keep it buzzing. <laughs>